So it's something that we enjoy doing. It's something in the office that has made us some more money. Uh, I, I hate to keep going back to that, but the simple fact is, if you're not profitable, you don't get to buy an extra scanner. You don't get to buy all the neat things we do. You don't get to pay your staff what they deserve. There's a lot of things going on with it. So for me, that software that comes with the Atero scanner has been a huge, huge benefit to the practice, even more than not having to put PBS material in people's mouths. This is me. Uh, I've been at this for what seems like forever. Started out in the military, then in private practice. Uh, I was not the earliest adopter of Invisalign. I think I waited a year. Happened to be going through a divorce at the same time, so it might have something to do it. Anyway, uh, I've been teaching at Case since, 80, uh, since 1990. Uh, I've been certified since 2001. When we came here in 2008, there was just so much good stuff going on. That's when I told myself I would make Elite. And we did the following year, then on to top 1%. And a lot of it's because of the people that I got to meet here. We're over 1,200 cases finished. So far, I've got 183 ClinChecks approved this year so far. 30 are in the pipeline, and I keep getting yelled at because I don't get around to doing them until I do it Sunday all day for a day. Uh, I'm blessed in that there's a study club called the Pioneer Study Club that we got together last fall. And these are all people that are in the top 1%. Uh, you guys don't realize that around you there's so much knowledge if you can set up some study clubs uh, I don't care if you invite general dentists I'd prefer you didn't but that's my bias but you have a lot to learn from from each other the aggregate of doing more and more cases really makes it possible to, to produce the kind of things that we do now I mean I've spent a lot of money on media and my main thing is if I can treat you with braces I can treat you with Invisalign and I don't turn down anything and I don't finish with braces they're an Invisalign and I'm very proud of it a lot of it has to do with the way we diagnose, the way it's set up. And I'm blessed that I have two techs down in Costa Rica, uh, Naria and Marco, that do amazing work. If you haven't done Costa Rica, go. It will change how you do uh, your Invisalign. You will never appreciate what's been going through and how it happens. Some of what Treatment Simulator does for you is it gives you a little bit of that same flavor. Um, I've had cone beams in both offices for eight years. We've got over 10,000 scans. People, everybody that comes through the office gets a cone beam. Uh, we just find there's too much in it and it helps me with my diagnosis treatment plans. Uh, obviously, scanners in both offices uh, and probably need a couple more. I'm a tech geek, so sure smiles in the office. I've used Orchestrate, I've got motion view software, I've got a digital printer on order. And there's a number of these things that we're trying to make work for the office. Uh, I realize I have to change the first line on here. Who does not have an iTero scanner? Okay. So you've all been using some of this stuff, so I'm basically preaching to the choir, which makes it a little easier. I spoke at Dolphin's meeting last March and talked about all the scanners that were out there. And when I said I prefer the iTero over everything else, it was like, why is that? Because the 3M is cheaper, and you, know, you can buy it for this, and you can do that. And I said, real simple, treatment simulator, software, the outcome simulator. That was what sealed the deal two years ago when I'm going like, I can scan this today, show this now, and I've got a way of teaching patients something valuable. Uh, are any of you sure smile users? Okay. Good software, it's got some interesting things. Anybody use Orchestrate yet? Or MotionView? Yeah, and who here is like hoping that in 2017 they can start doing their own aligners in office? Anybody? Because if you do, come and talk to me. I will show you a spreadsheet. 
as to why, it, unless you're doing like two or three small stages, don't waste the time, don't waste the money, and don't initiate the grief. Uh, the numbers just don't work out, and we've been trying to make it work. Uh, I have a printer on order, but it's only for simple cases. And how many of you use the outcome simulator routinely? You? How about people that use it for exams? Anybody use it for exams? Okay, then you have a lot more to gain than the other group, which had sort of a mix. Outcome simulator being used at an exam, if you can work the mechanics, and we're still going through the growing process of making that happen, will change your conversion rate. You will generate apostles that you never did before. People can see it. Because, I mean, I know, I'm looking around here, and some of you are old enough to remember the old AAO Smile Library. Do anybody remember that? You know, you have that great postcard out now that shows a dog that somebody took a picture of a denture and went. And that's how those Smile Library looked. You know, that's how they all were. And we were still in cases like that. The rest of it, we mostly show, you know, it's, you know, it's a similar case. You pull up one that's sort of like them. That's great. It gives them a taste. When you get a person that's a simple Invisalign case and they're going, well, my hygienist said I wasn't a candidate, you know, all that kind of stuff, and you show them a case that's 10 times harder, it's a sale. But nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is as powerful as their teeth lining up right in front of their eyes. You can only get that with it. You know, and the, the joke up here, does anybody have a 3M scanner? I have a couple friends that do. It's a great scanner, except for the powder and the obturator and all that crap, but it's cheap. However, you don't get this software with it, and they're not going to get it anytime soon. That's a different direction for them. When a patient comes into my office, their experience should be the following. My offices are different, so I'm not showing pictures. I've got one that's 3,000 plus square feet, and then my eco-friendly office, which was like 1,700, and we see the same number of patients with the same scheduling and the same everything in both. It's just very different. And we're changing things to try to accommodate the scan process. So, you know, they walk in. If they've got their paperwork, great. If they don't, they have to fill it out and do all that stuff. So, you know, they're going to do their little tour around the office, you know, showing them where this is and pointing out that, yes, we do sterilize our instruments. And particularly lately, that's been important. At the end of the tour, they stop at the cone beam. Everybody gets a CT scan unless they throw an absolute fit, in which case my TC spends five minutes with them convincing them why they should have it by showing them some just little pages in the booklet. This is what we see. After that, if we can, we have them do an interoral scan, and this is the way the schedule's been changing. Um, I have one scanner in each office, and when you're doing five, six scans a day, sometimes it's hard to find those times in there because they want the afternoon, they want the, you know, whatever it is. So having it where I've got six exam slots, one every hour throughout the morning, early afternoon, walking them out on an irregular schedule to put them in front of a scanner is not working. So, you know, Scott's salivating about me buying two more scanners. Probably a fact of life no matter what. But doing that makes it move through quicker. So, you know, my staff can do it in less than 10 minutes, but by the time you've got the setup, the, all that stuff that happens, because they don't know exactly when they're going to show up. I don't know about you, but my new exams, if they make it by 10 after, I'm still happy. You know, so we can't plan it as quite as tight as we want to. Then they get their photos. And this is all supposed to be accomplished in an hour, which, you know, I spend more time than that when I go to the doctors to get 30 seconds of his time and no diagnostics. 
you know, here they're getting a virtual patient. CT, scan, photos. I've got everything I need to sit down and do what I need to do that day. And having the intraoral scan, it's better than the old models that we made them come back for. That scan has such an immediacy to it, and it's a very compelling thing, especially when magically while they're there, their crooked teeth become straight. A lot of this stuff, if you go through your, your uh, when you bring up your treatment simulator, this is all there. We made some comments, I want to talk about it, and because of the diversity audience for doctors and staff, I'm trying to find a middle ground with this. If you think of outcome simulator as merely treat software light, treats what they use down in Costa Rica. Treat, when you check all those boxes, uh, you know, move these, don't move these, open bite, deep bite, all that, each one of those is a branch on an algorithm. This only has two branches, AP correction or no AP correction, IPR and no IPR. But the setups that come out of this thing sometimes are so scarily close to the, C, the cone checks that you get back, you wonder why, how did that happen? I mean, we're talking about a plain old workstation, nothing exciting, you didn't go through all the process of trimming out all that, it's all done by a PC, and it does it in four or five minutes. It's an amazing piece of software. It's not perfect, and we're discussing that, and I guess I get to talk to a couple of people that are developers, but you know, there's a lot of things going for it. It also has a dash of ClinCheck Pro because you can move the teeth with the same everything as ClinCheck Pro. The exciting thing this morning is I found out that ClinCheck Pro is adding translational movements. It's adding readouts. When that comes out in February, it's gonna be something I've been begging for for years. So if you think of Outcome Simulator as a little mixture of that and just that little free taste, you didn't pay for it. It came with the scanner. You got a good scanner. You know, when I lectured uh, about you know, the different scanners, Oh, so-and-so, we have the smallest scanner. Well, it's miserable to use. I tried them all, and I had them all used on me. You know, I've got two staff that weigh about 90 pounds, like a lot of the little women I see here. No offense, I'm never sure to say ladies, women, or girls, or whatever. But, you know, you get a, when they're 90 pounds, they're little. And she balances that thing and spins it like somebody that's got a sword with a heavy pommel, and she's, you know, and, you know, eight minutes later, I've got a scan. So those things are all the positive we've got from this. You got the software for free, please use it. All these slides are mostly what you can go, if you go up to the top and see the help, then you see ClinCheck Pro about, and you can go through these things step by step. You know, with this, you know, the main things are, it shows the patient his or her own current position. That's great, but the fact that you can move it is what really counts. This is Lisa. For those of you who have better eyes than I do, January 2008 was Lisa's first exam. Lisa had been around my office for years. Lisa's children had been treated by me. Every time Lisa comes in, I mean, she would smile at me. I'm like, oh God, please, you're a beautiful woman. Why do your teeth look that bad? Great, get her in the chair, took photographs, talked about it. And we did that in 2008. We talked about it several times in between. She came back in 2012. Same pictures, I could click on them, but it's not dynamic here. I bought the Ateros two years ago at the summit, popped them in, and lo and behold, shortly thereafter, she came in and we just said, let's do a scan. So there's the Atero Outcome Simulator. 
excuse me, Invisalign Outcome Simulator, there was no AP correction and no IPR. And we were able to show her that because that little tab up there, you can say IPR or not, and when you go down here, treatment goals, you can say whether you got those other things. So we popped that up, and naturally this is now eight months later, end of first set, ready to go into refinements. I don't know that I could have ever sold her on that until she saw that. So, and those cases pop up routinely. And you got a little time, the scanner's not a, you know, whatever, and you can't make it work all the time. I get a 25 to 35 year old female coming in there who said they're interested in Invisalign. I will do everything except kick another patient out of this scanner chair to get the scan done, because that is a 100% win-win. Particularly if they you come in and like, ooh, that's terrible. You show them straight teeth and they're like, okay, I'm sold, they're done. You can talk about the rest of it, but without that, well, how much are you gonna tuck this one in? Anyway. So, things you gotta remember are, the, simulate, the outcome simulator is predetermined, but you may adjust it, and it's not designed for certain patients. I'll harp on this several times. It's a very simple tool. It's easy to use, but a few tweaks have to be done, otherwise you're not gonna get the maximum benefit out of it. But the simple fact is that you can do it, and it's there. It's immediate, and it's visceral. It is all there in front of them. Please remember, <laughs> certain cases shouldn't be done, particularly missing teeth and sort of odd transpositions. You don't wanna do that. You know, Eric's been around for a long time. If you look, Eric's got a midline that's a little bit already off to the left, and he's missing a lateral, but we had to let the other one come in, and the parents have been waiting around and waiting around. He's you know, between the peg and the offset, but he's class one. He's class one off by a little bit. So when you hit simulator software, you get this. And if you notice, the midline went off to the left. They closed the space. They screwed around with the back. Uh, this was not a plus for anybody. However, it did show them the space is gone. And if you were to go in and hit the button so that the bottom disappeared, you know, you had something. So with this, we changed the treatment goals by saying AP versus an IPR and that kind of stuff. So we took a perfectly decent posterior occlusion and screwed it up while we were moving the midline the wrong way. Here, these are the two choices by switching it. Again, you've got you know, the two options. So we went no IPR, but yes on AP correction. It still left this there, left the space there, and didn't do any better, but when we went IPR with AP correction, the bite didn't get any better, but they moved the teeth even farther over to that side. Oh, and they stripped the whole lower to make it work so that everything came over to the left side. So midlines are actually a little bit better together, but they don't match the face worth anything. So step one, you scan the patient's teeth just like you all do. Nothing exciting there. The good news is you're not doing it twice. You don't have to bring them back. I tend to lose people. The people that were coming back for records may not come back. If we didn't have good rapport, the timing was bad, or they got busy. If they're there today and they see their pictures today, the chances of them signing up today are very high. So you're not doing it over again, so that's a benefit to do it. You got two ways of doing this. 
When you do the scan, you can bring it up basically immediately on the scanner. So you'll see a picture of that later. And I will be doing some dynamics of these later. So I just tried to build up and give you some preference. But that one's right now. If you've got 15 minutes is the longest time you'll wait. But by the time we do four or five minutes worth of photos, TC comes in and chit chats for a while. You know, Barb's the great filler. Barb is like my little sister and she treats me like I'm her big brother in all ways. But she can kill as much time as needed in a beneficial fashion. So that this time really doesn't end up being very bad and it's almost never 15 minutes. 10 minutes from scan to consultation room, 60 inch plasma or 60 inch LED screen, that's a really impressive image for them to look at. So again, you can show this one right now at the chair, but you gotta be there, otherwise, you know, you can show it anywhere. You can even, you know, you're not gonna give me a password, but we have Camtasia, which is like Snagit. So instead of an image, you can actually do the movie. And you can scroll that out and send it home with them. So they've got a ClinCheck with a lot less dynamism, but it's got something they can see. So first step you're gonna do, which is something I delegate to my staff because I'm getting old, tired, lazy, and don't wanna do it, and they seem to enjoy it. It's something different. It's going in and making sure that all these lines are the way they're supposed to. Because if they're not, <laughs> the simulation doesn't look very good. You don't have it very often where it's missing the line. If it's missing, you just grab it and tuck it. We have some problems in that certain things don't pick up. But this can be done right there by them in the back and it translates to wherever I am. So the staff can do it and Barb does it. And it's a chit chat time while she's playing around, she's having a conversation, just clicking and moving. You just scroll the thing back and forth and make sure that your lines are right. You know, make sure it's correct. Obviously this would screw things up, but you'd be surprised how small things can subtly screw this up just as much. So you wanna look at those things before you hit bang and when you do, you start looking at this stuff. So here, this tooth is badly worn. This is the refinement on this gentleman. If you look, the incisal edges right here have been set up pretty good so that they can do restorative and give him his smile line back without a cant. So we're looking at this and unfortunately, if you hit, you know, make, uh, do simulation, you get offset teeth because the lines don't line up. So you can change the gingival line point and you can alter how much the tooth moves. Unfortunately, and that's what we're talking to the guys that are designers, and that is you can't drag that lower line here. This can't be drawn down because it's part of this three-dimensional object and you can't take it off that, otherwise you could draw in a virtual edge. You can move this one and this one up, but sometimes you get some strange stuff out of that too. So there are some limitations, all of which I'm being told that they are working on simply because they get tired of my emails. So, also it's nice if you hit the IPR button, you can see that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 contacts are getting IPR'd. If you didn't want that on a refinement case, why would you? So it gives you some feedback. The buttons that you use, 
you know, undo is very simple. It's like you have on your word processor. It takes you back one step. You use that a lot because I'm just not real good at getting it when I'm doing it, and the staff do it too. Redo gives it back if you need it, and then reset is like start all over again, and that's really helpful because you can play around with certain things. So again, processing time here, five to seven minutes. So when you've got all these things the way you want and you want to hit create simulation, at this point then it's going to be five to seven minutes depending on your computer. I mean, we run this on you know, something that's a two-year-old, not maxed out. You know, in here they've got some other issues, but you know, on my faster computers, it's more like three minutes at most, start to finish. And there's a process that goes on where they show you cutting the gingiva away, isolating the teeth as individual units, and it's an opportunity to have a conversation with that patient and that parent. And there's a lot of things that you want to tell them about all this stuff while it's going on. This is huge. If desired, they should just get rid of that. The simulated outcome should be adjusted. This is great for patient engagement, and more importantly, to tell people Invisalign is not done by a computer. Invisalign is designed using a computer as a tool. It takes human beings. The software will make mistakes. It will do generic. That's how it's set up, generic. It's the same as GPs. Make the teeth straight, fix the overbite. That's their entire instruction set, and I don't like them. And I come here to do this stuff, among other reasons, and do all the stuff here. I want us to own moving teeth. We're trained for it, they're not. If the patients think that everything is done here, that that setup became that with the computer and nobody touching it, why do they need us? So for me, I will screw around with these things with every case, even if the setup came out perfect, I will play with it. And I do that, not the staff, not because they can't. Barb's, Barb's probably better than 90% of the residents that I graduate at first. Two residents and a couple, you know. So, you know, she's been with me for 22 years, sat in on every consultation, She's done every job in the place. She could probably do most of what I do. If I decide to leave, you know, she changed her outfit, put on a flowered shirt, she could probably pass. But this is what really comes down to it because it's like, now tell me on this one, is this the result you wanted? Do you like this a lot better than that? And this one, we're not changing a whole lot on it. But, you know, you get the idea. That's what the whole thing is about. Get them involved because once they've agreed to the finished product, they own it and they want it more than ever before because it's their teeth. So this is Renee. All right. The quick quiz. And I should probably limit it to TCs because they know it better. But what is this woman's chief complaint? Anybody? Mm -hmm. And as the layperson, what does she say about it? I'm sorry? What does the layperson here say? What does she got two things? Mm -hmm. 
Anybody else in addition? Two things. When she takes a selfie from over here versus a selfie from over here, that thing right there bothers her, depending on the light source and where that camera is. The other thing that she hates all the time is the width of her smile. That was her main complaint. My smile's too narrow. You know, for those guys that are my age, do you all remember the uh, Miss Americas back in the day? They were all four buys and it looked like somebody put them on 020 stainless steel and did this. Deep white, everything tipped in, and you couldn't move side to side, front to back, or at all. Talk about a locked-in occlusion. That's not socked in, that's locked in, that's nuts. And that bugged her a little bit, but her main thing was, my smile is too narrow, you can't see my back teeth. So, this was the simulated outcome. And that's better, you look at it, okay, Cusps are still angled in, posteriors are angled in, but they're more upright. This was not done by me. This was done by a very, you know, $300 four-year-old Del Vostros, whatever, in five minutes. However, this is the result that we got. This is the one she wanted. So you go down here, and when you go to... Uh, there's usually a little symbol down here that's off the screen that says adjust. You go in and do that, and you go, instead of hitting the tooth with all the tooth controls, you've got the one that says arch. You pick the one that says both, and then you punch this button over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and each one tips it out more, and then finally she says, how's, and I asked her, how's this? And when she says yes, I stop expanding it. Now, I'm not a crazy expansionist, close. But if you're looking at coronal slices on a cone beam for as many years as I have, you realize that that movement, even before, from the original to there, really only moves the CEJ and the right below the marginal or the, the, the alveolar process, it's only going on about a millimeter. That's all tipping. But that's what she wanted. She saw this. Mom went in and signed the contract and gave me money payment in full, which I love. Just too bad it was over 5,000 because I couldn't cash it. So, the other notch instead of hitting the arch is tooth. So instead of hitting, you know, there, you're hitting, instead of hitting there, you're hitting there. The nice part is you can move the teeth up and down, in and out, round and round, tilt it, torque it, tip it. Unfortunately, there is no translation along the perimeter. So if you're trying to open up spaces distal to the laterals, because they're undersized, you can't. That's in the new ClinCheck Pro, so you'll be able to designate that and it'll be useful. A lot of the stuff here is both for the staff to take notes while I'm doing it. It's for me, when, when they do the exam, they print out just the sheet of patient photos and I've got a black magic marker and I'm drawing all this stuff on it. You know, it's going back to watching uh, Nip Tuck and some other things, and just my pure fascination with some guy taking a pair of uh, lipstick stick and drawing, you know, you're going to do this to your boobs, and we're going to do this to your belly, and we're going to do this, and we're going to make the lines here. And I do that on the sheet, and they're all fascinated by it. And they're watching me make all those marks. 
Then when we do this, I get a red magic marker and I mark it up the other way. So that when I go to do whatever my setup is, that's what my staff use to print you know, some of my instructions for my ClinCheck. Or I do if it's, you know, depending on who's helping me when. But this allows you to do a lot of things that you'd be stuck with. And again, you don't have to be doing anything positive with that. You just want to show the patient that you're involved. That you're the one that's picking their final thing. It's not off the rack, target, size, six. There's some uniqueness to them. That's what they want. They want it to be more than what the thing's going to generate. That way you can tell them, you know, the GPs don't do this, because they don't. Not that I have a prejudice or anything. So one of the things you'll notice on here, there's a couple ways to do it. One, currently you can drag and drop this with a mouse. Uh, I didn't grow up in the digital age. I think that if you pull on the joystick harder, things should go faster. You know, when I press on the pedal, it should go faster. I, I don't get digital, so I just, you know, I can use computers, but, you know, that stuff goes. So I do a lot better just putting that button or that button. The reason being is I'm trying to get a sense of how many steps that's going to go through. And they don't have it quantified, but they're going to. And you'll know then every time that you hit that button, it's a degree or two. The new software has that. So I'll be able to count how long is it going to take to fix the hardest tooth, which tells me how many stages, so I can tell them how long their treatment's going to be with better accuracy. And it is a little bit more precise. Again, here's your palette. Up, down, in, out, round, and round, tip, torque, and tip again, and no translation. That will be coming, they promised me. Treatment goals down here in that one box. Default is IPR is allowed and AP correction. You can do both and toggle back and forth. And if you press on the button right there that says IPR, right up there, the simulation will show all the places. And they're bizarre. You know, we all do sort of symmetrical and we try to time it. And you'll see they took and they did IPR here on four contacts, two here, and three here. And it makes no sense to me whatsoever. But you got to remember, this is treat software light. That software is going to do similar things. So you need to remember that when you're writing the notes out to your tech so you don't have to see the ClinCheck three times to get it right. Again, the defaults here. Allow APR, no APR. Play with the combinations. You'll see different things come out. I have yet to do an extraction case where I've done this thing because when you do it with a missing tooth, I'll show you what happens, or I did show you one of the things that happens. Again, big engagement and closing feature. Get them involved. Do you want it wider? Do you want it narrow? Do you like that tooth? Should I tip it in a little bit more? Should I torque it out a little bit more? Once they answer you and get into the conversation, they've already bought. You've closed. On this thing up here, they left out the IPR button because it's up in here, but you, you want to be able to play back and forth just to see where they've used it arbitrarily and where they haven't. Same controls you used to from ClinCheck Pro. One of the negatives is simulated outcome cannot be saved. And Ilya, who was here earlier, who's, this is his baby, said that they can add that if we want. I just use Camtasia 
and you buy one license for both offices and it doesn't cost you, it's a couple hundred bucks and you can do just about anything. So if you're on a webinar and you wanna you know, do that, you can get that with your input, their input, and everybody else's, and it turns out to be a nice movie. But it's a way of doing it. If I do save them with a screenshot because they just wanna see it, I'm sending them home that day with the picture of their teeth straight. And you can play with it and get it to be, shall we say, more attractive or more whatever. You won't show the overjet or however you, you know, emotionally and ethically can do it. But you can change those things. Just make sure that if you do it, it's got this little thing on here, the little disclaimer. So in the clinic, this is in my, one of my bigger office. This is still back when we were doing things off laptops over here, and then I couldn't see it and couldn't show people. So this was uh, not that long ago. This one's only a 40, I think it's a 42-inch LED. So it's big enough that we can turn it and show parents and all that, but we're swapping all that stuff out very soon. But this is the setup in the clinic. And then this is Maya Mahopo. She just in. This was obviously a high quality. Uh, shot with my iPhone on Monday. You know, just trying to show her different things again, trying to get her engaged. Looking at her overjet, looking at the upper incisor, because tooth number eight had bonding on it that was terrible. Talking about smile line, the way it curves up, the way it curves down on the new one. You can hear the noise in the background, that's my staff. You can see number eight sticking out, and I'll show you a close up on it. Correcting number eight from the trial version allowed me to tell my technicians to go ahead and bring it in, heavy collisions are okay, and I'll adjust it at the time. So I was looking for where that was gonna go. You know, it's also me looking at it going like the GP that put that thing in. I mean, they're the people that complain that, you know, you take a asymmetric class two, div two, subdivision left with lots of crowding and you didn't get it perfect in two and a half years, so. Same problems I seem to run into more than occasionally. So, so we're looking at that same patient, long axis issues, restorative issues, and a reverse smile line. Okay, where'd it go? Okay, somehow or other I lost one. So. I'll show you some other things on here. So this is somebody who's got a missing tooth. This is how long it does to do, take to do the simulation. You can't see it, the percentage is running down below. We're at 15%, 20%. This is a fairly fast Mac running in uh, boot camp. They love this part because we talk about the separation of individual three-dimensional units. We show them that the gum gets cut away and then gets painted back on, which is what they do at the treat facility, only this is doing a software. And people wonder why there's gingival impingements because papillas come and go when they do this. It's all art. 
It's at 70%. Got fairly well socked in by cuspids. I mean, they're locked in. So there you go. Didn't take a lot of time. That's not, you know, five to seven minutes. You look at it, that's not too bad. You know, you got the cuspids, you know, this stuff's all the same. You got anteriors lined up. There's the sort of random IPR, you know, why it's on the lower left only, who knows. If we go in and change it and say, okay, no IPR, and this is something you can do while you're getting ready to do your ClinChecks, you know, you're, you sort of get a feel for it, but other times you want to do it. So if we allow IPR and we allow no IPR and we allow anterior posterior correction, You'll see it jump here in a second. Now you start looking around here and you go like, well, what did they do to the molar? You know, because the software dictates a class one molar, so it took something that the not only impossible but unreasonable and not too productive. So you've got a few things you can pick up, so you need to pick and choose. Again, you don't want to do these on teeth that do not have that. You can also do the, let's see. Here is Sean Stewart. It's nice to know that in the virtual world you can do the impossible. Where'd it go? Okay, this happened before. My apologies. I am not sure why. The other one, there it is. The mouse rolls. So you take the kind of open bite that I've, you know, to me that's a surgical case. I treat a lot of open bites with Invisalign, but not that one. But it was instructive to at least give the patient an idea what they might look like. You go in there, well, you know, those movements there in the horizontal plane aren't too bad. Again, this one's more to give them an idea what it might be. I don't promise this one. But you can use these kind of things to influence people and say, you know, are you interested in following this pathway? And they generally want to get there. Okay, this was Lauren Hausman. So this was the one we showed you before. Here is the you know, original dentition. Here's the first go-round. You got rid of the two laterals that were turned and the cuspid that was a little rotated. You know, and I could go through and play with individual teeth, but not translation. We don't have to worry about it here. But this is the one where you go to the arch form. Do you ever wonder why every piece of 3D software you have has different controls? It drives me nuts. So here it's click, then the anteriors adjust. Wider, and the anteriors adjust. Wider, anterior adjust. And you just keep doing this until Renee, base, or excuse me, Lauren says, that's what I wanted. Then you can go back here and look at this go back, and you're seeing the changes in arch form. You can measure cross arch. You can do a bunch of things with this and get an idea of what you've done. 
So if you're talking to your, you're taking your tech about say, okay, I want these either to vertical or whatever, or you can say I want this much tipping until we get the customers to move this. So this becomes part of my write-up on my ClinChecks. This one's interesting in that if you look at her original, not a full cusp class two, but pretty close. And you look at that and you hit the sign. And again, this was with IPR and AP correction. So just with IPR on every contact, they believe that they could produce that result and then that was acceptable. You know. As you watch it, you will see it where it changes. You know, in my office, this is a um, upper and lower uh, Invisalign with a Herbst, you know, cantilever off the molars. So you start looking at this, and now you can see the overjet. And then, excuse me, then my explanation to the parents is these teeth were obviously a lot better looking here than here. All I did was flare those out. Down here, all we did was change the arch form. But in order to fix the overbite, that's why we're talking about a Herbst. So to me, it's a way to explain what and why, because on this original, let's face it, they don't have much overbite here, horizontally. They don't see the front teeth stick out, because they're compensated. So again, this is what we, the kind of stuff we use to explain it. So. Removing these things, we talked about that. You can cheat and do this, where you move this down. Move this down. If you notice the ones here, they're up on a ledge. They don't really count anymore. Every time these things are running, again, it's the opportunity to explain to patients that we're using this tool, but we're going to line up your teeth. I'm the one, sorry, I'm the one that decides where they go. It's not the tech. The tech is just the additional person helping me to get there, whether it's my tech or Marco or Norea. Seventy percent, so it'll take a second here. So if you look at this now compared to that other picture, the amount that this hangs down below that is lessened. The cuspids have been improved. If they make it so that you can hang that point off of the three-dimensional object, which they say they can't do that one. So you'll learn to play with it. You'll learn to move lower incisors and tip them and so forth. Uh, but all that stuff is available to you up front, and it's an opportunity to educate. So that's all I've got. So I ran out of gas. I'm sorry. Um, thank you.